0: The following audio is from LaGrange Church of Christ, located in Texas. For more information about LaGrange Church of Christ, please visit our website at www.lagrangecoc.com. My name is Benjamin. I am from Mineral Springs, Arkansas, and I've never worn one of these before. So, there's that. Um, and also, someone already stole my Utes joke, so I don't know how to open my sermon. Also, don't, don't go watch my cousin Vinny. Don't do that. I am in the right age range for that movie, but my parents didn't let me watch that movie because it was rated R, I believe, and for good reason. Um, so don't go watch it. All right, so I am supposed to talk about a subject that I, and we'll be in Matthew chapter 22 if you've got a Bible and you don't trust my scriptures. Um, but I'm supposed to talk about loving God, and it's a subject that I don't, haven't always done well with. Like, the, this, the subject that we, we've got later about loving others, that's sort of, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. But then loving God, there's this... There's this odd thing to it for me that makes it difficult. And we'll kind of talk about that in just a second. But let's look at Matthew chapter 22. It says, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees and the Pharisees got together, one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with a question. Teacher, teacher, he said, tested him. That's, uh, he's, want, uh, he's trying to trap him, make him say the wrong answer. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Now, when I was growing up, the answer to this question was they're all good commandments. Like I heard so many preachers say things like, I, well, you know, I, this isn't, I don't have a favorite verse. I love them all. Well, either you're a liar or you haven't read them all because they're not all great. I love, you know, Jesus died for our sins. Cut the mold out of your wall in Leviticus. Jesus Jesus feeding the 5,000. What do you do with a bald head? I love them all. Well, you're a liar and a fool and a thief. That last one's probably inappropriate, but I like threes. Like, sounds more snappy. Uh, So, I... He's he's asked what's the greatest commandment and they say he, he has one love the Lord your God with everything that you have now for me loving God is an interesting proposition. Because it's one of those things that I can do in theory. It's one of those things that I that I I know I understand when you say love. I know what love is. When you say loving, I know what to love. How how when I'm loving something, I know what that is. And I know what God is. But when you put all those together, I kind of look at them and say, Well, what in the world does that look like? How do I love God? And is it is it easy or is it hard or is it serious? Like, what do I do? I met my wife when I was, um, in middle school. We got married right at the end of uh, middle school. And there was a, uh, it's weird wedding. There's hay, uh, but not, not what cows eat. Hey, it was like that. Um, but, H-E-Y. But we, no, but one of the things, we, we met in middle school and then we reconnected in college and in college we started dating each other. Um, yeah, that is sweet. We met, huh? I'm romantic. But there, we I slowly started to love her more and more. And on the day of our wedding day, uh, it, it's it, it's really beautiful the way weddings are done now because they just take you they put you in a suit you're gonna have to return and then they escort you so no one sees you up to the up to the the stage and then that's just me that's how they bring me in just from here you stand here and wait you wait there and what happens for my wife is. Is they put they put flowers out for her to walk on? Um, they they dress her up in the most beautiful white dress. Um, they 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 march people in with candles and um, light candles, and and then they send five uglier women in uglier dresses down before her, <laughs> just to make sure that that she's as you know by comparison. Just in case she wasn't top-notch, which she is top-notch, but just in case she wasn't, by comparison, it's better. And she comes down, and I remember thinking, "Ah!" But how did I get there? To thinking that just, that fantastic thought of, "Ah, ah, ah." It's because I slowly started to love her, but what, the thing that that looks like is, is I went out with her and I got to know her. If you get to know people, you love them. It's just a rule. If you get to know people, you slowly start to love them. That's why you should never get angry about what people you don't know are doing. Because without love, it's hard to make these serious judgments about people. I don't know them, I'm going to judge them. Well, of course you're going to judge them. You don't love them because you don't know them. But how do we love God? I would suggest that the best way is knowing God. Getting to know God slowly over your whole life. See, this is not, I'm, my call today is not going to be, guys, start loving God. That's hard. Now, do it. Do l- love God now. It's going to take over your life. Hopefully, by the time you're 35, you're going to love God more than you did when you were 15. And hopefully, by the time you're 65, you're going to love God more than you did when you were 35. And when you're 85, hopefully, I'm dead. But there, there will be, hopefully, there's this, like, long period of growth with you. And it starts with knowing God. And that's how I love my wife, and that's how I love God, is I've slowly, how do you get to know somebody? Spending time with them, correct? You spend time with God, you will slowly, more and more, all the time, love God. This is not something that you need to beat yourself up about whenever you don't get it right all the way because you're never going to have it right all the way. You're never going to be as mature today as you will be next year if you keep up with it. It's a growth. It's a slow process, like, you, like relationships. That's, why, that's what's so stupid about pickup lines. Ah oh man, I remember in college and girls would come up to me all the time with these pickup lines, trying to pick me up get my number. Oh, gosh, so embarrassing for them. Gosh, just go, go get a life or mom or something. But man, stop, stop asking me for my digits, I would say, to no one. But they, we would, you know, at that first moment where they would say, well, hey, you can if something dumb, you know, like if it's on a t-shirt, don't say it to a girl. But they would, have, they would have this moment of, hey, we need to do... Well, you don't know them. The best people, the people who are closest to you are the people you've spent time with and the people you love. Now, here's one of the problems with all this is we've converted knowing God into just knowing about God. And those are different. Knowing about God is... Um, well, let's look at it like this. I got to know my wife because I spent time with her and went on dates with her and um, played tennis with her, and then we went to Taco Bell afterward and made mistakes together. That—that's how you get to know somebody. But if I could have equally equally got to know about her, like her taste in music, her um, her her taste in food, her uh, her. Um, personality, her daily plans by stalking her. I Could have gone through a trash, could have followed her around and known about her without knowing her. And I think a lot of times we get in church, we get really comfortable stalking God instead of being in a relationship with God. We get really comfortable knowing about God instead of knowing God. We got all our memory verses and we know all the stories and we can tell you our theologies and our doctrines and our dogmas and we can tell you everything. Well, this is what I believe. But do you know God? Because that's not something you can cram in a night. It's not something that you can study hard for. It's just qu- uh, not, it's, it's a quantity of time spent with God. It's an, an amount of time spent with God. And that's going to take time. It's going to take your whole life. So knowing about God is different than knowing God. But if you want to know God, there's some certain things you can do. To know God, to love God. Spend time with God in prayer. And I'll be the first to tell you, um, I'm not very good at prayer. I'm just not great at it. Um, never have been. I have, it's something I have to work on. And it's something that I've actually had to find tricks to get better at. Uh, I, the Psalms are great for me. Just open up to the Psalms and read, read a Psalm. It may be one that doesn't connect with you at all. There's a couple of Psalms where David says, God kicked their teeth in. That's, a, that, that's in the Bible, but that may not be your Psalm. Now there may be days where that's your Psalm and that's your prayer. And that's an okay prayer. For me, it's singing. I like to sing. And so, what I found? Anyone? Name me your favorite song you sing in church. Anyone? Get right church. Get right church. Yes, good song. Any other? Anyone else? What? Days of Elijah. That's one y'all 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 are a happy clappy group. <laughs> Anybody else from this side? Favorite song. You say it, I will judge you. That's what they're, he's going to judge my song. Okay, so get right, church. I always used to think that song was so strange. I'll be honest with you. I thought, what in the world are we? A train? What load? This is weird. Is there a forklift involved? Backpack train, going to get your load. Start up the forklift and load the load, (laughs) secure the load down with some straps, go ahead and leave the station now because you got your load. But that song started making sense to me the more I read history and the more the people, the old spirituals where people were saying the church is not right because of the racial divide within the church. And because of of the of the blatant racism of the church when that song was written. And that song is an act, is a call for the church to actually get right and get back to what Paul's talking about in Galatians, where he says, you guys are, it's no longer these two groups. We're all this one group. It's a beautiful song. And you know what? It's a prayer. It's a call to God. It's us crying out to God for God to get the church right. Days of Elijah is a call to God for this day to come where he sets things right. Your favorite song is probably a prayer. Sing it, sing it over and over again and love God in the process. Paul says, in Philippians. Can you click over? Hey, not again. One back. There we go. I once thought these things were valuable. This is the New Living Translation. I once thought these things. Paul was saying I was fantastic. Paul says at the first of Philippians, he, Philippians 3, he says, I'm, I, I'm not going to brag, but if I were to brag, I awesome. And then he goes on to say, I once thought all these things, these great things about myself were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it as all as, all as garbage. That's a very light translation of that word. So that I could gain Christ and become one with him he says the best thing is to know jesus the best thing is to know jesus over everything and not know about not have be wise about god there's some of us who need to do that but for the rest of you just know him intimate knowledge of leads to loving god and then jesus says in john 14 Whenever he's asked, well, can you just show us the Father? Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip? They said, show us God. And yet you still don't know who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? He goes on to say, me and the Father, we're the same thing. If you know me, you know the Father. So in your Bible study, if you're one of those people like, I'm gonna read through the Bible. I I need to start reading my Bible. You know what? Let's start in Genesis. Bad idea. That's an awful, terrible, no good, very bad idea. Don't do that. You need to go back and read Genesis at some point. But if you're wanting to get into the Bible, let's go with Mark. Shortest gospel. It tells us about Jesus. And Jesus says, you know me, you know the Father. And if we can get an idea of who Jesus is I think we love that guy I think the love for Jesus is a love for the father and if you love Jesus you love the father and you have fulfilled the greatest of all commands one thing that might help you if you're those of you who are like ah, I really have trouble praying I really have trouble getting into the Bible listen with the Bible you're just gonna have to read it you're just gonna have to start Um, Audio books on tape, that might help, I don't know. Um, Those are always a little slow for me. I always speed those up um, to twice the speed. One, so that I can get through it quicker. And two, so their voice will sound like my voice. Uh, But (laughs) that's pretty much, in the beginning was the word. That's how I sound. (laughs) That sounded a lot like Larry the Cucumber, didn't it? (laughs) In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. Um, so there, <laughs> train on the tracks. All right, now, if you have trouble reading the Bible, you're just going to have to decide, I'm going to spend five minutes, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to start doing it. It's going to feel weird at first. But if you're having trouble praying, here's something that I found that is helpful to teenagers. Uh, wake up and start, and don't stop. Uh, wake up, say, God, You are holy. Thank you for this day. Be with me today. And then don't, I know your Church of Christ, so it may be hard, but don't say, in Jesus' name, amen, and squeeze imaginary hands. (laughs) Don't do that. Just let it ride. End your morning prayer with ellipsis marks. Those three dots. That's the sound of a dot, if you didn't know, yeah. End it with that and let it sit. And know for the day that God is present and that you're with him and that your thoughts are prayers. Your thoughts are this, this ride with God. There the first couple of days, you may nail it the first day. At the end of the day, I always like to close the prayer because I am a Church of Christ preacher and they'll fire me if I don't. And, But also... The second day you may forget that you did that and you'll go to sleep and you'll wake up and think, oh, did you close the prayer? Just start again. Third day by three o'clock you may realize, you may have have forgotten that you've done this thing, this practice all together. Do it again the next day. There's no failing. There's just time. Spend time with God and you will love God. There are some people that if you spend a lot of time with them, you will not love them. Those people exist. God's not one of those people. I'm confident that if you spend time with God, you'll love God. It'll happen. You won't be able to stop it. And you won't want to. And it'll change your life, but that's not my subject. I think that's Johnny's. He's going to kill it. Is he next, or is there songs next? We're going to take a break. All right. We are going to take a break. But before we do, I'm going to start a prayer. We are all together, and I'm not going to end it. And you will go into the grace and peace in the presence of God. Let's pray. Father, we are thankful for our time together, for the blessing of this day, for the singing, um, for these young voices who are glorifying your name. God, help us to get to know you consistently, regularly. Please bless us as we um, try to live out our love for you, to grow our love for you. Bless our interactions to Um, today help the kids from different places get to know each other and find support with each other father we love you all right y'all go